having gone into medicine at a time that women were not wanted, I guess I have a bit of a prejudice in favor of females. So <laughs> I like to see the mayors given a chance. Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast, the show for eventing fans, by eventing fans. And as usual, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Main and Tail, Karen. Oh, yeah. So, listen, the holidays are coming, and we have the perfect gift for the young horse lover in your life, Karen. Yes. Yeah, we have the Main and Tail Spirit Untamed shampoo and conditioner and detangler yes ma'am yep so now we were just out to dinner with our good friend Devin, who creates these formulas Mm -hmm. for man and tail care yes Devin's the owner yes he is of man and tail straight arrow products Devin, they said they made this entire formula brand new so this is not the other shampoos just in a new bottle this is its own brand new unique formula just for the youngsters in your life right karen yes yeah and it smells great too smells great too yeah caramel apple scent caramel apple perfect (laughs) sounds good (laughs) i want to smell like caramel apple yeah (laughs) so uh it's it's super silky smooth they can use it every day it's like i said it's a brand new formula so it's good for your, your, your your young people's gentle hair it's good for frizzy hair so go ahead and check it out at your favorite retailer. Spirit Untamed by Main and Tail, right, Karen? Yes. You want to smell like caramel apple, don't you? Oh, yeah. So Who wouldn't? Yeah, so perfect stock and stuff for, for, for the holiday season. So, Karen, you've had your Fairfax and favorite Virginias for, for a, a while now, and I see you wearing them. It's great. It's a great fall outfit, you know, uh, a shoe. And you've been wearing them, and everyone gives you lots of compliments. But tell me, how do they feel, and how are they holding up now that you have them for a couple months? They are holding up really good. There is a memory foam for the foot, so they're nice and comfortable. I can wear them all day long, and they do not bother me. And there's also a hidden stretch panel. So they do look like they're form-fitted, but they actually stretch, and it makes it really nice and comfortable. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I know a lot of people ask you all the time. They say, oh, they, they, you know. My legs aren't going to fit in there and anything like that. So you're saying they got a little bit of stretch on them to kind of... Yeah, and they also have a sporting fit. So they're great for whatever size you are. Very cool. So Fairfax and Favorite definitely has all the bases covered. All of them. And you can switch out the tassels. Yeah, the tassels are cool. So whatever you're wearing, you can have a tassel to match. Which is kind of cool. I mean, I know I'm a guy and all that, but it is kind of cool to say you have one pair of boots. Think about it. You just buy a different tassel. Voila. Voila. Whole new boot. Or another pair of boots in a different color. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I'm, I'm, you're breaking up, Karen. I don't hear you so well. So. How do people find out about Fairfax and Favor, Karen? Oh, they just go to fairfaxandfavor.com. Fairfaxandfavor.com. Mm-hmm. Triple Crown Feed. Oh, Karen. yeah. Triple Crown. Big fans of Triple Crown Feed. They have a, tons of, of great products out there. Mm-hmm. Premium stuff. Karen, what do you got to say over there? So Triple Crown has formulas that are tailored to your horse's unique needs and help support immunity and gut health. Find your local Triple Crown feed dealer by going to triplecrownfree.com. 
TripleCrownFeed.com. That's a little bit of a tongue twister. Uh, it is. TripleCrownFeed.com. They have a great feed locator. They have yes. a great feed com- comparison tool on their website. I encourage everyone to get over there. Check out Triple Crown Feed's website. Check out the different products. Check out what makes them so special. And give them a shot, right, Karen? Oh, yeah. Support the people to support the show. Taylor Harris Insurance Services. There for all equestrians, amateur, and the professional. For all types and all breeds. No matter what discipline or level, Taylor Harris is committed to excellence in serving you and protecting the horses you love. Taylor Harris Insurance Services, your worldwide equine insurance specialists. I'm Karen. And I'm Rob. Karen, very, very excited for today's Major League Eventing podcast. We have a super guest. We've been wanting to have her on for a very, very long Mm -hmm. time. We had her husband, Tim, on in one of our Maryland five-star compilation uh, interview yep, episodes. that's right. And we're so excited. Welcome to the show, Dr. Nina Gardner. Welcome. Thank you so much, but please call me Nina. All right. All right. Nina it is. <laughs> I have called her. We, she has told me before I can call her Nina, but I didn't want to. I know. I didn't want to be rude. She is a no, doctor. So. I know. And then Tim is also Dr. Gardner, right? So we got two Dr. Gardners. Right. Yes, we were married in medical school, halfway through medical school. So um, there are two Dr. Gardeners in the same house. (laughs) That doesn't get confusing at all. Not at all. all. So um, we, Karen and I for years have wanted to get you and Tim on the show. And it's just kind of, uh, you know, I guess, I don't know, I guess on our part, we never we're able to line it up, but we saw the perfect opportunity. Mm-hmm. You just released a book. You compiled uh, um, uh, a whole bunch of essays from, from really great people into a book called the magic of horses, a collection of essays about life changing equines. So we thought this is the perfect time to get Nina on right yeah. Karen? Oh yeah. So, um, we purchased the books, the books, the proceeds, before we go any further, the proceeds of the books are going to the USEA Young Event Horse mm-hmm. Program. Right, Nina? That's correct. Fantastic. So we have purchased some books. Stay tuned to the end for everyone listening to find out how you can win a copy for you and a friend. Right, yes. Karen? Oh, yeah. So stay on the line. If you're listening, <laughs> you're going to hear all about this wonderful book. And um, this is not a paid promotion either. We purchased these books. Um, the, 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 you know, the proceeds are going to charity. We wanted the book. We wanted to support Nina and we wanted to support the, the young yeah, event horse, horse program. program. Yep. And it just so happens that you get a fantastic book. Oh, it's all, <laughs> I love it. It's, it is really, really great. So we're buying a few more. We're actually, we're, we're like, okay, we got to buy more. So without further ado, Karen. Yeah. So in the book, you wrote about your first horse, Sonny, which is such a cute story. But to give our our listeners a little bit of background about yourself, can you tell us how you got your start in horses? I sure will. I'd been spending summers on a working farm that had no horses to begin with. And I'd been milking and taking care of pigs and chickens and everything else but horses. And as an only child, I was pretty lonely because we were out in the Northwest Arkansas Hills, um, eight miles from Hard Surface Road, and there weren't many people 
there weren't any people my age around. So lo and behold, for my 13th birthday, my mother and father gave me a three-month-old quarter horse filly as my birthday present. And that got me very deeply into horses, very committed to horses. And uh, I have been ever since. Wow. Yeah. Very, very good story. So we don't want to ruin it because yes, it's in the book. No, you got to get the book. You got to you got to get the book. It's a very short. I mean, the story in the book, the story in the book, just like all the essays are, are very easy reads. Yes. They so are. but it's a great story and we don't want to blow up. But so um, the way we know you, Nina, is through. So you're uh, you know, we're all in this around the uh, Unionville, Pennsylvania, Fairhome, Maryland kind of area, this area to area. And we know you through. You and Tim and all of your volunteer work and also your ownership uh, of horses. I know with uh, Philip and, and, and yeah. presently with a lot with Jenny Brannigan. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about how you, uh, you know, as you went on in life, how, how did you get into owning ho- event horses? Well, it started way back in the late 70s in Maryland when we lived in the country. And um, we started out with a pony for one of our children and a horse for me. And that rapidly expanded into an animal for each one of us. We were uh, by then five. And we, the kids pony clubbed, uh, the five of us fox hunted with Greenspring. And I found out about eventing and started eventing and competed actually actively until we moved to Pennsylvania. I found with my background, I think, from uh, pediatrics and behavioral pediatrics, that I loved working with young things, young animals, young children, you name it. And so I started schooling young horses that we bred. And To make the long story short, I would school them up to the point where they either went to the racetrack or went to um, somewhere else to hunt. We sold horses or whatever, and I evented them up to preliminary, but I wasn't up to doing anything higher than that. So when we met Philip, he was horse hungry. And we had lots of nice horses that had been very carefully brought along. And it worked out as a wonderful partnership. So that is how I got into ownership. It really was as a breeder competitor. How about that? And I continued with the breeding, but not the competing. How about that? So now the... uh... Now, now you still own horses for Jenny. Are, how many horses yeah. would you say that you have with Jenny right now? I think we've got about six or seven. Oh, wow. wow. We switch back and forth with, depending upon the seasons and whether they're going to Florida and so forth and so on. But uh, we usually have that many in training. Gotcha. You know, we, we, we asked him this question in Maryland, but it was kind of quick because we were just standing on the side by our booth. But, you know, the, the the horse ownership side, you know, people like yourself who 
own horses for riders and, 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 and helps support the, the sport overall, really. Um, you know, was that intentional to become like a supporter of the sport? And, and, and also like what, 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 what type of gratification do you feel like you get out of, out of this, uh, owning, owning event horses? Well, it, it goes back to the beginning. I love training, uh, young horses. I love working with people. Uh, eventing is an exciting, fun sport with, very, very interesting people in it. And um, my thought was I wanted to participate in eventing in as many ways as I possibly could and promote the sport in as many ways as I possibly could. So that's how. And and Tim, was Tim always in the horses as well? Or did you kind of drag him? No, not so much. He, He parked cars at a racetrack one summer when he was in college. <laughs> that was sort of the extent of his horse uh, business until he and I were married. And then he inherited one horse and one wife at the same time. <laughs> There's a lot of horse husbands out there yeah. that are nodding their head yeah. and they, they went yeah, the same. He, he claims he got a, a blonde and a brunette in the same marriage. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. That's very funny. Uh, there's a lot of guys that are like, "Yep, yep." yep. Sounds a lot like my story, you know. If you want the lady, you got to the this horses. Right the horses come with her. Right? <laughs> it's a package deal. Yeah. So also before. Uh, now, Tim is, uh, we know that he's very involved with uh, like Merlin Five Star and the Fairhill Foundation. Are you involved on that end as well? Or like, are you on committees and things of that sort as well? Or I had been on the board of the uh, Fairhill International for a number of years. Uh, and uh, I'm no longer on it. Uh, I've given that dubious distinction to Tim. Uh, anyway. Um, no, I, again, I've got plenty to do without working for Fairhill any more than just trying to encourage people to participate. Yeah. And do you still actively, uh, have the young breeding program for yourself? We have stopped breeding. I still have the stallion and I've collected him. So I hope that even though he's a senior citizen, we can continue eventually with a few more babies. Um, but as far as our mares are concerned, we've, we decided that because it takes so long to bring an event horse along from conception to participation and competition, that when we both hit 80, we quit. So that's why we did it. Gotcha. Mm. 80 is the magic number. Oh. We got another years and years and years, a couple of decades to go. You're good. <laughs> so the uh, that's very exciting. So let's talk about the book. Hannah. Yes, let's get back to the book. So what inspired you to put this book out? Well, I first thought about writing something about myself because I've had quite an interesting life and I enjoy talking about it and reminiscing, and I did a lot of that for my grandkids here and there. 
And then it dawned on me that if I wanted other people to read it other than close family, I needed to have something that was more universal. And I knew that the people around me who were passionate about horses were that way because of their experiences. And I tried to pick a subject that would get right to the essence of what brought them to their their feelings about horses and how they interacted with horses. I I, uh, felt that, you know, there's there's an interesting to me nonverbal communication with animals that it sounds like a a bit of ooh, but it's true. Um, And I can't support it with research or anything else, but animals can react very, very obviously to human emotions. And I thought, well, all these things, maybe if I ask people to write about the horse that made the biggest difference in their lives, I might get to some of it. And I believe I did. I think I got a lot of very fascinating, legitimate material, and some of which was so unexpected and fun that uh, I thought this needs to come together and and get out. And so that's how the book happened. Yeah, yeah. it is fantastic. It's, it you is. don't want to put it down. No, you don't want to, no. And listen, you're, I'm not a reader. I'm a Nina. I'm not proud. Yeah. I'm not a good reader. I mean, I can read. I can read fine, but it's just, I'm not a. Uh, I'm just not. I, I have trouble staying interested. I have trouble. This book is really great. It's it's like a bunch of it's essays. It's it's short stories. They're easy reads. It's something that I would read, uh, like a like a, almost like a daily devotional book. Like you get up and you just read one a day. You know, it's that simple for for someone like me who's not a great reader. But you don't want to put it down. You don't want to read just one. And and you can skip around to different people yeah, you know, yeah. have heard of, haven't heard of. We'll talk about some of those people. So this is a fantastic read, even for someone like me, Karen. Yeah. But I love the horses, and I love and I love the the connection. And I think that a lot of it, it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of how our show works. It's like we like to just, it's just real talk, getting to know people, and 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 you really get an insight into some of these people and their their history there's always like a little blurb about who the person is and then you you know that you go into their words of the story Mm -hmm. so it's really really well well done right karen yeah yeah. i thought it would be important also and i tried to do this with the people i included and i asked to bring in many different perspectives not necessarily the big names uh, although obviously they're important too, yeah. but uh, the the people nobody knows that had really had a, a, a fantastic experience. Yeah. So uh, it it, is, it really be. is like you have like like for instance uh, 
Well, we'll just go down the list of some of the names. So yeah. you have you have famous people like Bruce Davison talks about Irish Cap. Obviously, you need to talk about your horse Sonny, uh, Michael Matz and Barbarossa. We're yeah. racing the racing side of things and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but then you have and like Boyd and Philip and, and Jenny. But then you have people like Roddy Strang, who is like a local horse trainer. You wouldn't know him as a competition rider per se. No, no, no. But he's an excellent and- horseman. And a, and a very interesting essay, too, yeah. really and truly. I, I hope everybody will read that essay. And when they have a horse that's cutting up and acting difficult, think of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very cool. And that, that's what's so wonderful about this book. It's like you go through and you're like, oh, wow, you know, and there's people that you know, people you don't yeah, know. But yeah. And if you don't know who they are, you get a little you, 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 in the book. You t- we, we find out who the person is before the essay. So we get a little background of who people are. So it's I can't I don't know. I'm not a reader, Karen, but I'm excited <laughs> about this book. Now, now, we all know how horse people are. How long did it take you to compile all these essays from all these different horsemen and women? Well, it'll be two years next month Wow! when I started. It was my pandemic solution. When I was locked up, I pestered all <laughs> my friends. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> how, how many people total? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I, most people complied. There were a few who who said, sorry, I'm too busy, or I don't want to. And one person who said, I can't write. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway. Who would tell Nina Gardner no? How dare they? You got to out them. Off the air, she's outing them. I'm going to go stalk them and tell them. Who who do they think they are? That's out of line. Totally off base. And then how did you select uh, who was going to write an essay? Well, I wanted to get, as I say, different people from very different perspectives. Unfortunately, most of them had to be older to have had the life experiences that would validate their essay. But... um, I, I tried to get people from um, that I knew from all over the country and from the various different occupations. I mean, Brian O'Connor is a, a, a person that everybody's heard of David and Karen, and most people know who Brian is. But most people have no idea how delightful he is and how well he can write. And so there were a lot of people like that that I thought would have good stories that we could uncover. Yeah. Brian's was interesting, too, because, you know, here's a guy that wrote across the country with his brother and his mother. And, and, and but yeah. he, he didn't write about that. He, he wrote about no. like, <laughs> You know, so it's not what you think. Like this book is not like okay. I can no, you keep it. getting su- surprises. Every essay that came in, I was amazed. Yeah, yeah. Some make you smile. Some make you tear up yeah. a little bit. You know, it's it's a lot yeah. of everything. You know, it's fantastic. 
I can't say that enough. <laughs> so, okay, so let's talk about the proceeds are going to the Young Event Horse uh, program for the USCA. Can you tell us a little bit about why you chose that program and 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 that whole you know the, the reasoning behind donating the proceeds to that? A long time ago, when the program was first starting, Kira Stewart asked me if I would head up the first committee um, that would try to establish a program. And so I did that for several years and participated with some of my breeding stock, got very interested in seeing how it could expand uh, and be important in the eventing community, especially when there was this rash of people dashing to Europe or God knows where to buy horses. Uh, I felt that the Young Event Horse Program, as it grew, could provide some high quality American horses that, not that uh, foreign horses can't compete, but I wanted to, to favor uh, American horses and try to get uh, breeding programs recognized uh, here. And I also, my own prejudice has been keeping high quality thoroughbreds in the pedigree, not necessarily full thoroughbreds, but I felt that it was important that the thoroughbreds not be lost in the deluge of jumpers and and warm bloods. And I also wanted to encourage the use of mares uh, because I thought there were a lot of very nice mares that needed a career not only beyond racing, but in every other capacity. And there seemed to be a prejudice. I know I shouldn't um, say this about Philip, but if you'll notice, he never rides a mare. And uh, so I, I have always wanted to see good mares excel. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to continue actively supporting the Young Event Horse Program. Gotcha. Well, that's awesome. Well, hey, listen, our, you look at on cue, she's uh, a, a mare and she just won the five star advanced horse yeah. of the year, number one horse in the country. So I think. Yes. The- <laughs> <laughs> True. And uh, Christine is a good friend of mine and uh, uh, she has become an avid supporter of eventing and uh I'm so glad. And she's, she's the Turner in the whole Camp Turner Award for seven-year-olds. So she's a very important person. Yeah, yeah for, for sure. sure. Super, super great, great family. They're so nice. Mm-hmm. The um, It's funny because before Marilyn, we were, we interviewed Boyd and um, <clears throat> that was a question I had was about mares versus geldings. And he said he didn't care as long as they're a good horse, you know? So, but again, I've always kind of thought that in the back of my mind, you see more geldings, it seems like, at the yeah, top and all yeah, that stuff. So do. I think that's really, really uh, great how great she's doing. And and uh, 
don't know. I, it's funny that you bring that up because it's just I, I've thought that in my brain, but I never I, I didn't think anyone else thought that about the mayor. Well, the other person who who didn't ride mares was Jenny before she and I got connected. And now she has several mares that she adores. So that makes me feel good. And, and you know, having gone into medicine at a time that women were not wanted, I guess I have a bit of a prejudice in favor of females. So <laughs> I like to see the mayors given a chance. Wow. Yeah. So I didn't realize, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm a bit naive with things like that. So I, so it, it was hard for you to get into the medical field as a doctor. Well, it was, it was hard. I couldn't become a vet, which was one of my first inclinations because I wanted to do large animals. And at that time, women did not do large animals, period. Wow. So I decided to go to medical school if I could get in um, instead. And we had a class of 120, and six of us were women. And so it, it, I didn't get much direct prejudice, but uh, I did experience some. But I also experienced some real positive help because I had applied for an internship at Johns Hopkins and told them that I didn't intend to have children until after I finished my residency, promptly got pregnant. <laughs> So I, I told them that I was pregnant and I was, you know, wanted them to know because I didn't want them to accept me and then be horrified when I appeared very gravid. So Hopkins accepted me. I think I was the first intern who was pregnant they'd ever had. I certainly, uh, um, you know, advertised pediatrics in a big way and <laughs> it was hard but they were willing to start my two-week vacation the day I went into labor so I uh, it it worked wow. it wasn't easy it was not easy it was very difficult and Tim was working harder than I was even but uh, we managed to get through it. But I'm grateful to Hopkins for taking me in, in spite of the fact that I was pregnant, and to stick with sticking with me. Then Tim got drafted and sent to Vietnam, or actually instead of Vietnam to Thailand, and it turned out to be an accompanied tour. So I went and. Hopkins took me back when I came back. Wow. So, you know, I, some people said it was because original money for Hopkins came from women, but I don't know. Whatever it was, they were before their time, and I didn't want to let them down. Yeah. And I feel the same way about mayors. Mayors need a good chance. Uh, you know, they may be more sensitive. And therefore, somebody who tries to strong arm them 
isn't going to get along with them. But if you negotiate with the mayor, uh, things usually work out fine. Yeah. Life lessons. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Anyway. Women, right? Well, I, 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 you know, we're Maryland people, so obviously Johns Hopkins is big. My father was uh, treated at Johns Hopkins for Mm -hmm. for many years, and they always took good care. So I have a soft spot for Johns Hopkins myself. So you mentioned, oh, sorry, what was your father's problem? Uh, it was uh, uh, prostate cancer. So he was down there. He was fortunate. Yeah, well, uh, you know, it's it's life. They took fantastic care of him down there. Um, fantastic. And now. This segment is brought to you by Taylor Harris Insurance Services. Get all your horse insurance needs by going to thishorseinsurance.com. That is T-H-I-S, horseinsurance.com. And you said you were with Green Springs. Was that, did you also pony club with Green Springs? Was that? Yes. Don't they also have a pony club associated with them or? Yes. Yes. That, that was the pony club my kids were belong to how about that yeah i volunteered green down there for spring valley hounds what was that green spring valley hounds yeah how about that so i would um td some pony club rallies uh down from maryland region so i you know i know the green spring you know yeah. group and so many other groups down there so good people down there very good pony clubbing organization mm-hmm. so Okay, so if people want to get the book, this is a secured website. And let me tell you, Karen, like I said at the beginning, we purchased these books. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can tell you that the, the order process is super simple and it's a secure site. So it's bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash three, B as a boy, A-Y-U-Q-A. Now, to keep it simple, we're just going to... We'll link it in the show notes. Link it in the show notes. So simple enough, link it in the show notes and people will take, go right to the website. You know, the shipping, it arrived before the shipping, even like kind of estimated on the website. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, everything's really fantastic, you know, everything, you know, from the order process, payment process, all the way to actually getting the book and and then the book itself is the cherry on top because it's it's fantastic. So now- for people at home, we said we can get a copy for you and a friend, right, Karen? Oh, yeah. So here's what we're going to do. This is going to come out on Wednesday. And for one week, Karen, so this December is going to come out December 8th. On the 15th, we'll cut off the competition. On this episode, um, we're going to do the Facebook post. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do a Facebook post. And obviously, the one on the group, but the group isn't part of this. So the Major League Eventing um, Facebook page and the major league eventing Instagram. We're going to do, we're going to share this episode's post. And then all you have to do to enter Karen is just tag a friend in the comments. So that friend has to be tagged. It can't just be like their name. It has to be tagged in either Instagram or the Facebook post. Mm -hmm. And then uh, after that week, we're going to just randomly pick, randomly pick and you and that friend are going to win a copy. And, and Nina has agreed to personalize each copy for the winners. Right, Nina? Right. So what we'll do is we're not too far from Nina. I don't know where she lives, but I'm going to meet her. <laughs> we'll find her. We're going to track <laughs> Nina down. We're going to bring these books uh, and we're going to, uh, Nina's going to personalize them for the winners. So, and then it'll be just in time for the holidays, Karen. Yeah. So um, we're super excited about that. We got to buy more books because now we're going to give them away as gifts and I things. Cause, but um, 
So, but please don't don't rest, don't just uh, count on winning the book. You got to get out there, get order out your there. own book. Perfect Christmas gift. Perfect Christmas. gift. I mean, this is the greatest gift. Give the gift to yourself. Don't give it away. <laughs> buy two. Buy one for you, and then give one away. It's that good a book. You're going to want to read it over and over and over again. So, and again, the name of the book is "The Magic of Horses: A Collection of Essays About Life Changing Equines." So, mm-hmm. I don't think probably everyone that listens to this podcast probably has a horse in their life that changed their life or some you know some great story um so that's very relatable and do you know how many total contributors you had i didn't i didn't i didn't uh bother to count do you know how many total contributors you have no i don't know exactly but we left one out by mistake and, uh, Karen's gonna look and see if there's a number. That, there's really not a number, is there? It's pages and pages. It's, yeah, it's just a bunch of pages. It's a bunch yeah. of pages. It's a lot. It's, it's a lot. It's fantastic. So exciting. Not numbered, so I don't know. I, okay. I, I'm gonna say between fifty and sixty, but I don't know. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, it's fantastic. Well, you just gotta get the book gotta to get, find out. Yeah, you gotta get the book, right? So remember, <laughs> on this page tag a friend you mm-hmm. and a friend are entered it's just that simple then we'll contact you and, and and get get it all to you um so nina thank you so much next year do you have big plans do you go south for the winter with the horses or do you stay north well sometimes we go south um this year i don't know what we're gonna do our only trip that we've planned so far is to go to the usca meeting in december so um we're hoping that's not going to be canceled because of the new strains of the virus mm-hmm. and so on. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're just sort of waiting and seeing with any other trips. Yeah. Right. No problems, definitely. Yeah. 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 So, well, listen, we just want to thank you so much for, for, for everything you do for the equine, yeah. you know, the, for the sport, for yeah. the sport. She's a pediatric doctor. I mean, gosh, that, I'm sure, you know, you guys are just givers. You, you know, you and Tim. Tim's a, a, a cardiac surgeon, if I'm not mistaken, right? That's right. Yeah. You believe this? Nina, I've already had one heart attack. Isn't that terrible? I'm a young man. I've already had a heart attack. So I don't, I, I, I appreciate the surgeons and, and, the, and um, you know, uh, interventionists and all that stuff. So, whew. Are you changing anything in terms of your lifestyle yes yes <laughs> karen's giving the look yes yeah i exercise more and i i've i've try to eat healthier we're eating a salad at dinner every night and i take my medicine and i see my doctor yes. and yes you know i don't add salt to stuff so much mm-hmm. I, i'm i'm I think I'm good. My blood pressure. You did cut good. back the red meat. We eat a lot more like turkey. What did I get for lunch chicken. yesterday? What did I order for lunch? You yesterday? had a Caesar salad. I chicken had a, Caesar a salad. Chicken grilled chicken Caesar, right, Nina? That's that's on the heart medicine. But diet. tell her what you ordered today for pe- for dinner. I had pizza, but <laughs> like, you're gonna you're gonna have a splurge meal. You gotta. Mix- How's your cholesterol? Uh. Well, it's under it's 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 we're dialing in the medication. We're dialing that in. It's it's a little high at the moment. But I just went to the doctor. I'm actually getting lab work tomorrow because we adjust him in medicine. So I am actively. I mean, I'm I'm not ignoring it. I am. You know, I do. I am. Uh, you know, going to the doctor and stuff. So and I take my medicine and, but 
I shouldn't have mentioned it. Nina's like, that's it. You're in big trouble. I'll check up on you. You better watch out. <laughs> I need all the people in the world checking up on me. I'm terrible. But I am I do take care of I do I do go to the doctor and I do listen yeah. and I do do my my stuff. So I could lose uh a couple of pounds. But you're exercising. You're I'm working you're working on, on, it. on it. I'm working on it. So but I shouldn't have mentioned it, but <laughs> oh well. Well, Nina, thank you so much again. Everyone get out, get the book. We're gonna get link it book. up. And um, how's the sales? Are you selling lots and lots of books? I saw lots of people love it. I think uh, it's going pretty well. Uh, I'm going to try to promote it at the USEA meeting, um, but I haven't done any formal advertising yet. And I don't know, you know, whether that's in the future or not. Whether We I'll got just- you covered. This is it right here. We're, you don't need anything but the Major League Vending Podcast. Well, I'm glad to, I'm glad we're able to do this. And again, yeah. just for anyone listening, this is 100%. We're paying customers. We're doing this because we, we really wanted to get Nina on, and we believe in the project yeah, and, and the, the cause. So, the, you know. Um, I just want to say to you all that, and to any potential listeners and or readers that doing the, the book was a great deal of fun. And that many of the contributors thanked me afterwards for doing it, that the experience was very meaningful to them. So I just want to end with that. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please like Major League Venning on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And join our community, Major League Venners, on Facebook. Cheers!